At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets, after a couple of days off, have begun their six-game Western Conference road trip, which kicks off tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to preview that one for you. Also, dive deep into the very good news, quite frankly, when it comes to health and safety protocols. I know Hornets fans are a little bit shell-shocked, I'm sure, at this stage hearing health and safety protocols, but actually got some good news in the last 24 hours. And we're going to talk about the improved offense this season for head coach James Borrego and his Hornets. Helping me on all of these topics, he is the writer, the scribe of Hornets.com, Sam Purley making a two Sams edition, which we haven't had in a while here, on the HHC. So, Sam, welcome back to the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for having me. And, yes, it has been a while. I can't remember. It's usually been me and Rob, kind of these late-night games when you're traveling. So it is nice to be back, just kind of talking some uh, basketball, getting ready for this big road trip. So, yes, happy to be here. And don't you worry. There's going to be plenty of late nights for you over the course of this uh, Western Conference road trip to hang out and talk to Rob. But let's start with the big news today for the Hornets, and that is good news when it comes to health and safety protocols. Terry Rozier has cleared them, and he will be available tonight against Dallas. Yeah, really exciting stuff. I know every time we hear the word health and safety protocols this last week, it's 
oh no, what's next? So the fact that I think it's now on maybe eight or nine days, I'm not super familiar with exactly exactly what the stipulations are. I think it's 10 days or having the negative test between 24 or 48 hours. But yeah, every little bit I think counts for the Hornets right now. You get Terry Rozier back and, you know, it's kind of up in the air in terms of where he's going to be physically. But the state of this Hornets team right now and how much some of these guys have had to play this last week, playing 40 minutes a game some nights, Miles and Kelly and all these guys, I mean, every little bit helps. So to have at least one guy back has to indicate that not only is that good, but the other guys hopefully are not too far behind. Correct. And, and, you know, a lot of people are looking at this 10-day mark and trying to basically take 10 days from when the first results come in and say, well, that's the date you're going to come back. And, and ignoring the fact that this is a pandemic, it has upended our lives for two years and different people react to it differently. Thank goodness some people have mild to no symptoms. We were rooting for that for everyone. We don't know that even uh, for Terry, quite frankly, but, you know, we're rooting for everyone to, to have mild to no symptoms and, and have quick recovery. But different players, different people are going to react to it differently and might return from it differently as well. Good news for the Hornets is that Terry Rozier has been reactivated, I guess. Um, He will be available tonight for the Hornets against Dallas. But reading too much into this, assuming that everyone else is is only a game away or a day away is certainly premature. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like you said, it's more just not necessarily assuming they're close but i think there's a general sense of optimism and um i know i think one of the stipulations that the mba has if you're symptomatic you have to pass some sort of heart test to make sure everything is kind of you know in line with that and there's been some guys that have you know kind of come back super quickly and there's some guys like we saw joel Embiid, i think missed close to three weeks with covid recovery and getting back to the conditionings and things like that so even if a guy is back it might take a little while to kind of get back to his normal form but at least just having any i guess positive signs on this particular topic with regards to the hornets which has been kind of one thing after another the last week or so is good but yeah it's just more optimism than anything i can't guess nearly assume that the other guys are close it's more you just cross your fingers and hope for the best but thankfully the hornets have been playing really good basketball even shorthanded this last week so terry is in again Lamelo ball ish smith jalen mcdaniels mason plumley all remain in health and safety protocols as of the taping of this podcast. Did get some more good news while P.J. Washington is questionable, which is upgraded from out, which is what he was last game. Nick Richards is full go for tonight's game, so a little bit more depth for the Hornets here. All the while, Charlotte has been able to survive this stretch without these significant players. I think going into the Atlanta game prior to the news breaking, Sam, a lot of the thought process around the team was, okay, here comes a chance after a a long road stretch without a whole lot of advantages for the Hornets. Uh, Charlotte finally had a couple of days of rest. They had some more winnable games. It seemed like they were going to have some home games where they'd have a chance to get their record further above 500, quite frankly. Maybe go 3-1, and one, maybe go 4-0 and oh over the stretch. Who knows? But then the, the news hit of the health and safety protocols and just the volume of guys out, and I think the mood quickly shift to, okay, how can we find a win in this stretch? How can we survive this period, at least from those outside the locker room? Inside the locker room, it's clear the mindset never changed. They always believed in themselves, always felt that they had enough to come away with a victory. And it turns out they were right because they get a huge win at Atlanta, a victory snatched out there against Sacramento, given all the circumstances that they were going through, going even further into the bench. Uh, I think this is a run that the Hornets should be proud of and are proud of, but more importantly, 
importantly, you know, every team in the NBA seems to be dealing with these different stretches here. For instance, Chicago right now, I think they've got nine guys on the list. They signed guys to take the places of people who are on health and safety protocols, and some of those people are now in health and safety protocols. So it, it seems that this is a, a part of this season that every team is going to have to deal with, and I seriously doubt any of them are going to be able to deal with it as well or as successfully as the Hornets have. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been kind of, I guess, the question or the balance of this past week. If you look at these, maybe the last three games, the two Philly games in Sacramento and kind of talking to players, is how do you at one point separate the result from the circumstances you know obviously the first Philly game I mean, you're so close you're maybe a shot away maybe in regulation from winning it or a stop away and I think that one really stung and then it was just one little run at the end of that second Philly game I think they had an 8-0 run with maybe two or three minutes left kind of swung it uh, you look at these games three-point loss four-point loss one-point win I mean you're right there and if you factor in the Atlanta game go back to the Milwaukee game I mean, these last four or five games have been decided by no more than four points in any game so I think you got to be really encouraged i know you don't want to be a team that kind of relies solely on moral victories but i think you i think in some situations like one right now when you have seven rotation players out dealing with all these circumstances you have no real natural point guard on the roster you're down to one center i mean you got to be really really encouraged and i think this was a huge week for the hornets particularly getting that win against sacramento on friday night as wild as it was at the end i think you got to be like you said really really encouraged i know it kind of a couple of those losses stung for sure but it's only going to get better I think if the Hornets really start to catch a rhythm when they get guys back and get towards the end of the season, I really think you can look back at this past week, this first full week in December, and be like, that's where things turned. That's when we knew we were capable of doing anything, regardless of whether who's in or who's out. So that being said, I thought the Sacramento win, that's one I'm going to remember for a while. That was a really, really special night, just given the circumstances. To find a way to win that one was really, really cool. I mean, hopefully there's more to come, for sure, and hopefully get guys more healthy, and uh, it won't be nearly as uh, anxiety-ridden as the end is that Kings win. Yeah, contests against the Kings uh, always seem to have a memorable aspect to them. That That's for certain with this Hornets team. Well, Charlotte did get that big win, two games above 500 right now, solidly in a top eight position. And looking at this road trip, a little bit more glass, half full, now that there's good news on the health and safety protocol side with Terry Rozier scheduled to return tonight. Before we get to previewing tonight's game, we want to talk about an article that came out on NBA.com. They do their power rankings, which we love, which we devour here on the HHC, much to Sam Perley's delight, um, but they also go in-depth on a lot of statistics, and one of them that they recently did was most improved offenses. Hornets are on the list. Where? Why? We'll tell you next here on the Hornets Ivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Sam Purley, a two Sam's edition of the HHC, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. 
NBA.com putting out this notebook, and uh, they, they go over a lot of interesting statistics. I mean, the, 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 the brain power and the statistical analysis at NBA.com really is unmatched. They dive deep in all these things, and they had one uh, looking at the most improved offenses in the NBA Charlotte is number two. Charlotte was a team that, you know, was a pretty good offensive squad last year, but they are number two on the most improved offenses. And the reason why, or at least one of the centerpieces why, is a player who has really not gotten a lot of attention this year, but I think is deserving. His his stat line is something I've noticed. It's P.J. Washington. P.J. has seen his minutes come down, his overall scoring numbers come down from last season, but his efficiency numbers are are way, way up, Sam Perley, and this reminds me quite a bit of Miles Bridges last year. Miles went from the starting lineup to a reserve role with the addition of Gordon Hayward to the team. His minutes came down, his scoring pretty much plateaued. He was right around the same spot he had been the previous year as a starter, but the reason he was able to keep those points per game numbers high is because his efficiency skyrocketed. He started shooting 40% from three, and everything else kind of came together. We're seeing the same thing right now with P.J. Washington. Uh, His effective field goal percentage is up to almost 60%. He has seen a huge jump here. He continues to be a very solid three-point shooter. Certainly injuries and illness have uh, derailed him at different times this season, Um, but I think there is a lot to be excited about, optimistic about with P.J. Washington and his play, and I think while fans might become focused on that points per game average and say, well, you know, he's down from last year, if you look a little closer and see field goal percentage, three-point percentage, those have both skyrocketed compared to his first two years in the NBA. Uh, This is a very valuable piece who's having a good year. Yeah, he's been tremendous this year, and like you said, I think he's kind of flown under the radar because he had the elbow injury, had some sick this is like he had something else to start the year but yeah the Hornets offense really taken a major jump this year I think they finished last year 23rd last year in offense right now they're second only behind the Utah Jazz so huge huge jump and it's allowed them to kind of stay in a lot of these games and, and make some runs especially when the defense is kind of still working itself through but I think just kind of collectively if I had to kind of pinpoint one thing of why the offense has been so improved this year is I think you're just getting contributions from everybody you're just getting little bits like you said you're getting a little bit of a jump from P.J. Washington. You upgrade that off-the-bench wing position with Kelly Oubre, who's, in my opinion, I think in six-man-of-the-year conversation. I mean, he's shooting close to 40%. You've seen a jump from Cody Martin. You've seen a jump from LaMelo Ball's efficiency. Miles Bridges' office has taken a big jump. And when you just have, like, little guys making little jumps here and there, it just opens up the offense so much more. I think you've got an upgrade offensively at center for Mason Plumley. We talked about P.J. Gordon. I think you got Gordon back on the court. I mean, it was really a struggle for the Hornets to score points at the end of the season last year and probably kind of contributed to that that 23rd place ranking offense but yeah it's been fun to watch and and they're really moving the ball I think you've got really good fast pace setters and I think the best thing about it is when you've had all these guys out or you've had guys injured there's no drop off I mean the pace is still pushing guys are still hitting shots you saw that in Atlanta you saw it against Philly you saw it against the Kings the other night I mean the offense still goes regardless of the personnel I think that's what's really cool you know regardless who's in there 1 through 15 it's the same style same tempo so just that consistency from person to person within the rotation I think is what has made the Hornets so uh, dangerous offensively and led to this big jump up to second in the NBA this season. Well the other thing that stands out to me is the turnovers are down and it's down fairly significantly it's about I think two per game compared to a season ago but what does that really represent? Well in terms of points per contest the Hornets are up about six points per game from a year ago that puts them in a, a top five position they've been number one one 
quite frankly, for the majority of the year in scoring offense in terms of points per game. So that, that's a huge positive step forward here for Charlotte. Most importantly to me, and, and one stat that I tend to go back on, and in this league where everyone shoots the ball really well, if you have a huge advantage in shot attempts per game, you can make up for some of those gaps. And so the Hornets being such a good team, they just want more shots in the contest. So anytime there's a turnover, every time they fail to get the defensive rebound, they're giving the opposition an opportunity to make up for a inability to shoot as well as the Hornets do. So you look at the Hornets this year, their average field goal attempts per game is right around 93. Last year, it was about 88. That's five more shots at the basket. If the Hornets just shoot 40% from the field, which they shoot better than that, that's four points a game that just gets tacked on naturally. And I don't think this team is even where they want to be in terms of turnovers. I think they're still improving and can still find some more efficiency out there. But talk to that, Sam, the the turnovers coming down. I know in terms of individuals, Kelly Oubre has had a career year shooting the ball. And as we talked about, P.J. Washington has been spectacular in terms of his shooting percentages. But just in general, if you if you want to look aside from guys shooting the ball better than they did last season, the Hornets are just flat out shooting it more than they did last season, which is also helping their offense. Yeah, the more shots you can get up, obviously the more points you can get, and that's what you want. You want more bites of the apple. And then to look back at last year, the Hornets finished in turnover percentage, so this is just the amount of possessions that they had that ended in turnovers. It doesn't necessarily factor in turnovers per game. 14.9% turnover percentage. That was 25th in the NBA. It's only better than six teams. Right now, they are third in the NBA in turnover percentage, 12.8, so down over 2% per game. To be playing at the pace that they are at, which is still third in the league, to have that good a turnover percentage and being playing as fast as they are i mean again i think it's just kind of a collective buy-in you've got more ball handlers on the floor you got more guys that can pass and distribute and everybody's kind of contributing in the ball movement bringing it up the floor and you saw that with the addition of mason you've seen it with the addition of kelly obviously ish played a major role in that as well this year then cody martin's taken a step in that role you've seen the last two or three games he's kind of become the de facto point guard i guess Gordon hayward as well i mean the turnovers has just been a major major part and yeah it's obviously fueling the offense because the more Possessions you have that aren't going the other way, the more shots you can get up, the more shots you can get up, the more points you can store. And I think they're doing a good job collectively rebounding as well. It's not just relying on Mason or the big guys. I mean, everybody's kind of crashing the boards right now, generating second chance opportunities. Saw that a lot, I think, in the first Philly game. Saw it a lot in recently in the first Atlanta game, too. Just kind of staying in these games, generating extra possessions. So it's been fun to watch. It's scrappy offense in the sense that they're really, really good at generating extra possessions. They hustle for loose balls. So, again, it's been a major reason why the team is where it is right now. While it kind of still, you know, still needs to make some strides defensively, I think the offense is exactly kind of what James Borrego envisioned as well. I and mean, I'd also add Lamella Ball and Terry Rogier have done a great job this year kind of keeping the turnovers down a little bit and really kind of managing the offense and, and making strides in that area as well. A lot to like from this offense. It's improvement in all the individual pieces. Also very glad to see some real positive pub out there for P.J. Washington because I, I'm fully in belief that he is quietly having a very important season for himself. He, he's approaching the end of his rookie contract. He's on the back half of it at the very least, so uh, these are some pressure years, and I think he's responding well to it. PJ's been able to persevere and put together some really good numbers here for the Hornets. Alright, we got a game tonight. Charlotte taking on Dallas again. Uh, we mentioned earlier health and safety protocols. Terry Rozier has come out of those. He will be available tonight. Is he Sam Perley's player to watch? We'll find out when we return here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. 
Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber and Sam Purley, a two Sam's edition of the Hornets Hivecast here for you today on the HHC. Sam, it's time for our game preview before we get into players and statistics to watch. Any top line items you want to discuss when it comes to Dallas? I would imagine Luka Doncic and his availability or lack thereof might come to the top of the list. Yeah, you know, the Mavs look kind of the same as last year. I think they are playing, they played last night against the Thunder, but uh, they're struggling a little bit right now. I think the offense, the things are still trying to figure them, some things out under new head coach Jason Kidd. They've started the year 6-1 and one at home. They've dropped five straight at home. The last four at home, they have not scored over 100 points. I mean, the offense is you know still searching for its rhythm. I can't imagine how much better it's going to be if Luka doesn't play in this, but right now it's the bottom 10 team in the league in net rating at home, which is the lowest of any team in the league that has a 500 record so I think offense has really been kind of the challenge for the Mavs this year they have a little bit different personnel but overall it's been kind of the same teams you saw last year they still have a lot of good players a lot of talent it's just right now I think schematically they're still trying to figure some things out but uh, yeah obviously having Luka Doncic he's he's the the head of the snake for them not having him he's out with left ankle soreness you know it's going to be a big opportunity for someone like Jalen Brunson to step up and, and you know make a contribution for the Mavs tonight. Well, we'll see if uh, Jalen ends up being your player to watch for this one, as uh, we like to do here on these game previews. Sam, we need a player to watch for each team and a stat to watch. We'll go one category at a time, and you are the guest, so you get to choose first category and person or stat. So it is not going to be Jalen Brunson. Uh, I'm going to be looking at Chris Stapps Porzingis. I think he had a very, you know, kind of breakout campaign in New York. It's been kind of a rough go since he got to Dallas dealing with injuries and some surgeries and things like that. He's finally kind of found a little bit of a footing. He's averaging around 19 points, 46% shooting. Things are coming along a little bit. I don't think he's necessarily the player he was in New York, but he's a big guy. He's a big challenge there, that power forward spot, kind of where Miles Bridges, maybe P.J. Washington, maybe Nick Richards are kind of going to be penciled into. And the thing mostly he's really good at, post-ups. Fifth in the league right now in post-up points per game. Really, really good at kind of back to the basket, turn around, hook shots, things like that. So I'm going to be looking at Chris Stapps Porzingis, I imagine he's going to get a lot more touches, especially with Luca out, and they're going to be really relying on him tonight to get that offense going with their all-star not in the fold because of the injury. I'm going to go with the guy who's who's likely going to replace at least some of the minutes or get some of the extra minutes uh, with Luca out, and that's Tim Hardaway Jr. He's had some very good games against Charlotte last year. He averaged 18 a game against the Hornets. I just think he's a really good player, and he kind of fits the mold. Uh, there's two types of players who seem to always come up with career nights against the Hornets. It's either a center who's got some mid-range to his game, and uh, we've seen several of those guys just really get going. Nikola Vucevic comes to mind, is the chief among them having an okay season with Chicago. Then the Hornets came to the Windy City, and all of a sudden uh, he looks like an all-star again. Similarly, I think you can look at established veteran shooters, and there's quite a few of them that 
for whatever reason, Charlotte comes to town or they come to Charlotte and all of a sudden they find a six or seven three-pointer game where they hadn't had one in a while. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. could fall into that spot here. Very talented scorer, um, but lately taking a bit more of a backseat with Luka Doncic, you know, taking more and more of these shots. Um, but Tim Hardaway Jr. is a very good player too, so you don't have to pay as much attention to him as you would have had to to Luka, but you can't lose Tim Hardaway Jr. and just say, hey, he's a common fill-in for these minutes and these shots because he's capable of shooting 40% from three on a season as he has the last two, and he's capable of filling it up against the Hornets, which he's done in the past. Yeah, I like that pick. I think Tim Hardaway's had kind of a rough year. Looking at his lines right now, he's only shooting 38%, 32 from three. Again, I think the offense as a whole in Dallas and what they're doing under Jason Kidd is a little bit of a – Maybe the reason why some guys are struggling and not near their career marks. But again, yeah, like you said, very talented. And I think you have to approach this game just like the Hornets have approached these other games with, you know, hey, we don't have all these guys. You can't approach this Mavs team with, hey, just because they don't have Luka that we can take it easy. I mean, it's, it's hard to game plan for some of these teams when they don't have their guy. How are they going to operate? How are they going to run? I think that's a lot of the reason why the Hornets gave Philly problems last week or they gave the Kings problems. Like, you don't really know what exactly they're going to do because they're not used to playing without their main guy. It'll be interesting to see how they adapt to the big absence of Luka, similar to how the Hornets have also adapted to their absences last week that have kind of, I guess, trickled into this week as well. So uh, it should be a really good one tonight. I'm looking forward to it. 100%. I'm also a big believer that statistics eventually even themselves out. So going into last night's game, Tim Hardaway Jr. was two for his previous 22 from three Again, this is a guy who for the last two seasons consistently has been just under a 40% three-point shooter. I think those statistics eventually are going to level off for him. He'll, he'll climb closer to that range, uh, just like the other day for Sacramento. De'Aaron Fox is a 78% free-throw shooter. He was 8-for-8 eight eight when he went to the line for the last trip, and he found a way to even things out in the end. Let's go to statistic to watch for tonight. Again, Sam Perley, you're the guest. You get first dibs. I think it's the offense. I think this is a great opportunity for the Hornets to kind of uh, get that defense back on track, get some stops, really get out in transition, play the kind of basketball that you're familiar with, fast break points, moving up and down. I don't think the Mavs are a very fast team either. They're down at 27th in pace. Hornets are third. So I think if you can kind of force them, get them moving a little bit more, get their offense out of this sort of half-court methodical style, I think that you can really kind of take advantage and start off this road trip with a big win. But yeah, I think that's going to be key to the offense tonight is just get the maps away from what they're used to doing, get them moving, get the ball up court, and uh, hopefully you can get things going, get some points up on the board, and start off with a win. My stat to watch for this one is going to be points in the paint. I think with even with all the missing players, particularly centers, Hornets have done a good job of being in attack mode and, and pressing things into the lane. Uh, Gordon Hayward getting his shots early in games. Miles Bridges driving to the rack. Kelly Oubre getting into the lane as well. The Hornets are, are the younger team. Uh, they're the bouncier team, if you will. I think their game fits the aggressive nature. And uh, while a lot of the time that's with LaMelo Ball throwing passes from angles no one else can conceive or complete, um, you know, right now it's been about individual athleticism and taking people off the dribble and taking advantage of driving lanes where they are so Charlotte has won points in the paint the last three nights I think you got to keep going in that mentality they are the superior three-point shooting team to this point in the season but don't need to rely on that so much tonight it's a nice thing to, to be able to have still 
But I think this game is about being in attack mode for the Hornets, going out there, pressing the pace, uh, trying to beat Dallas into the paint. Another reason why, the Mavericks are dead last in the NBA in points in the paint on the season, averaging about 40 per game this year. So uh, I think there's just all kinds of pauses from attacking the paint, and that's something I think the Hornets should continue to do tonight. Last but not least, player to watch for the Hornets. Sam Perley, who do you have got your eye on? Yeah, I'm looking uh, at Miles Bridges. I think we've, you know, obviously talked a lot about the jump he's made this year. And then I think he's had a couple kind of small, maybe two to three game stretches this year where maybe his shooting efficiency has kind of dipped a little bit. But uh, after scoring nine points, I think it was a couple weeks ago in Chicago, last five games, I think with the abs that started piling up, he's really kind of gotten back on track. 22 and a half points, 56% shooting from the floor, 36% from three, six assists, almost five or six rebounds almost five assists over his last five games. I think he was really, really instrumental in that Hawks win. He had a lot of big baskets at the end of the uh, the Sacramento game as well in that fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, I, I like Miles Bridges. I like Miles Bridges, especially defensively, throwing him at Porzingis, really kind of clogging that lane, like you said, about the paint. But, you know, he's just been spectacular this year. I mean, there's, there's not much more you can say about how good he has been, not only from a scoring standpoint, but really kind of stepping up from a leadership standpoint and really kind of uh, fueling this team through the adversity and the challenges they've had to endure this last week. So uh, I'm looking at Miles Bridges have a big game tonight for sure. Never a bad pick to go with Miles. I'm going to go with Kelly Oubre for a couple reasons. One, I think he's on the hottest streak right now of his entire career. Uh, you look back over his last nine games, he is shooting 41% from three, 50% from the field, and averaging over 24 points per game. He's been spectacular. But last year also, Dallas was a good matchup for him. I know he's on a different team and in a different role. Kelly Oubre, one of his better matchups, was Dallas. Incidentally, uh, the team he performed best against uh, all last season uh, was Charlotte. He averaged 26 points per game against the Hornets, so uh, either going up against or being in a Hornets uniform seems to suit Kelly Oubre Jr., um, but Dallas was another team that he performed very, very well against. He shot the ball extremely well from three last season in Dallas. I, I think this is a good matchup for him, and, and once again, while it's great news to get Terry Rozier back. That's huge for this team. Another big-time weapon that head coach James Borrego and his staff can uh, put into place here. Uh, You don't want to count your chickens before they hatch. We have no idea what the impact of the health and safety protocols will have on Terry Rozier as he makes his way back. Undoubtedly, with the talent he is, eventually he'll get to full strength, we assume. Um, But for night one, I think it's just fine to continue to look to Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre and Miles Bridges to be the leaders of this team and let Terry Rozier gradually, if necessary, get back into his rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the plan. I I don't think you can necessarily expect, I mean, like you said, this virus affects everybody very, very differently. It could be one thing. And just not being on a basketball court alone, I think, is going to have some sort of impact, regardless of whether you're symptomatic or not. But, yeah, I think I think if you still see that same sort of fight, aggression, you know, play style, I mean, there wasn't, I don't think the team is going to kind of relax a little bit just because they've got one guy back from the health and safety protocols. I think it's full go. I still think you're going to see the same sort of uh, aggression you saw in those Philly games and in the Sacramento game. And I love the Uber pick. Real quick, I think he had a career high against Dallas last year I just looked it up he had a 40 point game in Dallas on February 4th so I mean fingers crossed if the Hornets can get another 40 point game from uh from Kelly Uber in Dallas I think they'll be in great shape he seems to like something about it must, must seem to like it so uh fingers crossed and hopefully it's a good one tonight again lots of guys stepping up as they kind of Hornets continue to work their way back from the, these absences over the last week 
Very good eye. He knocked down 14 field goals in that one last season against Dallas, also a career high. So if he does half that, he'll be on his average, basically, over the last uh, two weeks here. He's been on a real tear, and the Hornets have been able to tread water despite all of these difficult circumstances because of it. They're currently sitting in a top-eight position uh, with a win tonight. They could be as high as fourth, I think, in the East. It's so jumbled up. They can certainly uh, make up some ground uh, in a hurry with a good week here and a good start to this road trip. Sam Perley, appreciate as always you joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Yes, thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. We will have our breakdown podcast for you tomorrow reviewing all of the stats and notes from tonight's game against Dallas. Till then, for my guest Sam Perley, our producer Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.